Hey everyone, welcome to the Motion Church Weekly Podcast. On this podcast, we share some thoughts from our weekly gatherings as home churches, as well as our messages from when we all get together. It's our desire to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus, and we hope that this podcast encourages you to walk in that way. Thanks again for joining us, and enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Motion Church Weekly. It's Caleb and Shannon here again. We are excited to get into a little bit of a recap of what we studied as a church this past weekend. And uh, before we get to that though, Shannon had some thoughts he wanted to share with everybody. Having to do social distancing and having to, the self-isolation uh, that we're having to do. So we're not able to gather like we normally do and, and do all the things that we normally do. But we are we are going to be focused on on uh, that particular event this coming weekend with the message that I'm going to be bringing. But it's something, since since we're not gathering like normal, I just want to encourage everyone to remember that in the early church, uh, this Easter, this was the event that the church really celebrated. And it's, it's kind of a sad shame that uh, we basically have a cultural Christmas uh, that has taken the main uh, emphasis of us gathering as a church, especially here in America. Not that there's anything wrong with Christmas. Christmas is a fantastic time. But it is interesting to note that the early church didn't celebrate the birth of Christ, per se, as much as they did the the death and resurrection of Christ, which is really who we are as followers of Jesus. And that's the main focal point. And so... With Friday coming up, and that being Good Friday, the day that he died on the cross and ultimately paid that that sin debt that we owed, uh, just remember on Friday to spend some time in prayer, spend some time with your family, reflect on what that day was about and what it's going to lead to with uh, Easter Sunday and him rising from the grave and that awesome, glorious empty tomb that that spelled eternal life for all those that will follow Jesus. And so it's it really is, th- this is the heart and soul of our Christian faith. And it needs to be uh, not just a wonderful time spending with family traditions, but a time to reflect on who Jesus is and what he truly accomplished. And so we may not be able to do it together uh, as one church gathered together, but I want to encourage you all in your particular households to make the most of this weekend. Um, lift out encouraging to, to your neighbors as much as you can. And, and remember what this is, this is the event that really leads to who we are as followers of Christ. And so we're going to have a, a really cool message that isn't a typical Easter message, but it, it's still timed out right in the Gospel of John uh, this coming Saturday, and I'm excited to bring that to all of you. And and just uh, no matter what you may be going through at this point in time, uh, remember what this weekend is all about. And that through the death on the cross and the resurrection, Jesus conquered all all suffering, all sin, all struggle uh, in the world. And so um, that's just a little synopsis of what I wanted to share with you all. And now Caleb can share with us a recap of the cool message that he shared with us from Saturday. 
Yeah, thanks, Shannon. That was a good reminder. It's easy to get caught up in what's all happening around us right now and forget that uh, we're part of that bigger story and, and God sending his son. And so I uh, hope you can spend some time with your family and personally uh, remembering, thanking God for what he's done for us there. And so this past weekend, you know, we looked at John chapter four, we've wrapped it up uh, verses 46 through 54. And this is Jesus healing and healing an official son who comes to him. And uh, we really looked at, I told everybody, wanted them to remember the uh, stories that we read and studied before this one. Remember, we're studying through the Gospel of John. And so every week, pretty much, we try and tell um, everyone to make sure as we're getting up to the next part in our study that you read beforehand. Even though we've already studied through a little bit of it and, and read through read through parts of it, make sure to read it as a whole because this is this is one big uh, gospel account. And so it makes it really helpful when we read from the beginning uh, through to the end. And so um, the stories that were prior to this particular event were um, Jesus talking with Nicodemus, um, John the Baptist and his disciples and their discussion there, Jesus and a woman at the well. And then what we looked at this past weekend was Jesus and this official. And so uh, those really the two main ones before this that we uh, correlated with it was Nicodemus and Jesus and then Jesus and the woman at the well. And um, these three stories all go together, really centering around John 3.16, how Jesus said that God loves or God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so we saw that Jesus, you know, with Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a uh, highly religious uh, person. He was part of the religious elite there. And um, he came to Jesus and Jesus said he still needed to be born again. He still needed to receive forgiveness. And then Jesus went to the woman at the well who was a Samaritan, an outcast in her uh, particular context there. And he told her that, he, that she needed that living water and needed uh, forgiveness as well. And then today uh, what we're going to talk about is Jesus healing this official son. And this official uh, also needed that. Uh, forgiveness and, and forgiveness from a sins that Jesus provides. And so uh, we looked at, you know, how does this fit into God's overall story? And we looked at, um, you know, those few stories before this one, how it's, it's all kind of fitting into that bigger context there. And so if we uh, actually backed it up to John chapter four, verses 43 and 45 to kind of get a, a better context of where Jesus is in this passage. And I'll just read those to you real quick. It says in uh, John chapter 4, verse 43, it says, After the two days he, Jesus, departed for Galilee, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. And so Jesus now is in Galilee, and he is there, and the people there remember all that jesus had done in jerusalem when he was uh there in jerusalem and that is a reference back to john chapter 2 mm -hmm. verse 23 when um, jesus was in jerusalem and he did many miracles and signs uh there and so these are the same people that saw jesus do those things in john chapter 2 so really cool that that jesus is circling back here and these people are going to see him perform another miracle that is um perhaps greater uh, than the ones that he did before. And so let's jump in. We 
looked at verses 46 through 54 of chapter 4 from John. And so verse 46 says, So Jesus came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. And so we were introduced to who is in this story here. We've got Jesus. We've got an official uh, who we said was was probably a Gentile centurion. Could have been a, a Jewish um, centurion also, but um, didn't really change the meaning of this story here. And then we have the official son. And the the main part of the story is that the official came to Jesus because his problem was that his son was sick and that he was sick about to die. We get that from verse 47. It says at the end, for he was at the point of death. And so we looked at, okay, we got Jesus and the official and the official son here. And this is a big, big problem for the official. And he heard about Jesus and all that Jesus had done in the past. And he believed that Jesus could do something about his problem. And so just wanted to really uh, make it uh, known to us that, you know, Jesus is the one who can, who can help us in our, in our problems. And he wants us to take our problems to him. And so that was one of our big applications we got from this text here to uh, this past weekend. So let's look at verse uh, 47. As we kept going, we read 47 through 50. It said, when this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. So we have a lot happen here in just these uh, four short verses here. But we see a difference between this guy, this official, and the previous two people that Jesus had conversations with. Remember we said uh, Nicodemus and the woman at the well. We see this official, he seeks out Jesus um, for help. He seeks him out for help. In humility, he comes to Jesus knowing that he can't do anything to change the situation, but he believes and has faith that Jesus can. It's a totally different story than Nicodemus, right? Because Nicodemus was uh, trying to get Jesus on his side and, and was trying to be sneaky about it. Came to him in the middle of the night and was, was just being a little bit sneaky about his desires there for Jesus. And then you think about the woman at the well who she was getting angry with Jesus when he asked her for some water and, and tried to converse with her. She was uh, getting real feisty with him before, you know, Jesus really got into uh, the heart of the situation there. And so this man, he comes in total humility with faith that Jesus can change his situation. And we said, you know, from Cana to Capernaum, they weren't right next to each other. It's easy to read right through this and say, oh man, he probably just, you know, walked over a few houses down. But no, this was like 20, 25 miles away. And so this man came a long way to ask Jesus to heal his son. So really cool. And Jesus, you know, we um, see Jesus' response here in verse 48. After he was asked to come heal his son, Jesus says to the guy, he says, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And so when we first read that, it could come off as kind of Jesus being a little bit harsh towards the guy. And, you know, we said Jesus is trying to make sure that the man understands where his faith is. He wants the man to, to really think about what he's asking Jesus to do here. He's, he's trying to see, is your faith in the sign or is your faith in me? And that's that's Jesus's question there to him. 
unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And, you know, um, the word you there, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. It was cool because the Greek word there is the plural of you. So whoever else was around there, Jesus was obviously including them in this conversation and, and letting them all know, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. We also saw that back in uh, chapter two um, with the Jews and the, and the Pharisees when they came to Jesus and said, hey, uh, you're, you're doing these signs. What what signs show that you're the Messiah? And so Jesus is saying, you need signs and wonders in order for you to believe. And so he's testing the faith of this man. And notice in verse 49, how the man responds. Verse 49 says, the official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. And we said, you know, this man is in full desperation mode. He's not there to go back and forth with Jesus like the woman at the well was. He wasn't there to try and um, really ask Jesus what he meant by his statement like Nicodemus did. Remember, Nicodemus asked him all those questions. The official here is asking Jesus just to come heal his son before he died. He reaches out to Jesus for a second time and says, sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus, in his compassion, says to the man to go. He says, go, your son will live there in verse 50. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. The man immediate, immediately believed what Jesus said, and he started to go back home. And remember, like we said, it was 20, 25 miles away. So this man took Jesus' word and believed it. And he went back to go home. The man wanted Jesus to come to him originally, right? He said um, back in verse uh, 47, he asked him to come down and heal his son. He wanted Jesus to come to him to heal his son because that's all that he thought Jesus could do was come to him and heal his son. But Jesus said, go, your son will live. And so this man had to take Jesus at his word. And it took great faith to do that. And then moving on to verse 51, it says, as he was going down, as the man, the official was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So cool. Verse 52. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew in verse 53 that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household. So a really, really awesome thing that happens here as the man is, is heading back home. We're not told how close to the home it was, but obviously it was somewhere along the way. His servants come to him and tell him that, hey, your son is going to live. He's recovering. And what's amazing is that when he asked them when he started to recover, they basically affirmed to him that it was the moment that Jesus said his son will live. Super, super cool. And then we see in uh, verse 53 towards the end, it says, and he himself believed in all his household. And, you know, we see in verse 53 that the man's faith grew in Jesus. In verse 50, he had believed Jesus's word. But then in verse 53, he believed not only in, in Jesus's word, he believed in Jesus. And so it was a really cool kind of uh, step we see this man take. He believed Jesus at his word, and then we see himself truly believe in Jesus. When this man believed Jesus' word, it opened the door for him to believe in Jesus himself. And, you know, it wasn't just the official that believed. It says at the end of verse 53 that yeah. the official believed and all his household. He was able to lead his household to faith in Christ. 
And Jesus, in this situation, demonstrated his power to heal, even from afar. Not being right there with the son, he was able to heal him, even being so far away. And so we really see Jesus' power to heal in this. And we see in verse 54 that this was the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. And, you know, we saw um, Jesus perform this. And um, John was pointing out that Jesus, you know, he did these signs and it, and it pointed people to faith. But we see that a lot yeah. of times it pointed people to faith and not just Jesus' words. It pointed them to faith in him. And so this was a uh, short passage here, but we had some really, really uh, tough application points from this. I believe it was tough for me as, as I was studying this. There were some things that really just struck me as I was reading this. And the first thing that we talked about application wise for us all uh, right. as a church and as uh, in our personal lives was that God's love is not partial. God is not partial in his love. Right? We talked about that at the beginning with Nicodemus, the woman at the well and this official three different status of people. And it didn't matter if you were at the top, hmm. it didn't matter if you were at the bottom and it didn't matter if you were anywhere in between God's love was still there for you. He loves, he loves us no matter who we are. And it was, it was super cool that we, do we see that in this? But then we also were reminded that if God loves us that way, he wants us to love that way. And because of God's love not being partial, he wants our love towards people not to be partial. And the cross-reference for that we looked at was James chapter 2. Um, a lot of James chapter 2 was talking about partiality and love and in the church. And so that's a, a great passage there to read. The second application that we looked at comes from the attitude of this official. And it was that we should be seeking Jesus in every situation. Um, we, we looked at, you know, how interesting it was for the man to ask Jesus to heal his son. And then Jesus come back with the response that he does, getting at his faith, saying, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. He doesn't really address his question. But then in verse 49, the official says again, he asks him again to come down and heal his son. And we see that this man, he reaches out to Jesus again. Nothing's going to stop him from seeking Jesus to change his situation. And you know, that, that was touching to me because we think about, and especially with what's going on in the world right now with this coronavirus, whenever we're, we're in a tough situation or a struggle, a lot of times we don't run to Jesus. We don't seek him. Or maybe we seek him in prayer one day and then our situation doesn't change and then we just give up. I and mean, we go looking in other places, right? We look everywhere else other than Jesus. And this man, that second time he kept asking Jesus, Jesus changed his situation. You know, it's not always that Jesus is going to make our situation the way that we want it. <laughs> in this case, it turned out for the man that Jesus answered his, um, his question. He answered his uh, point of seeking but that's not always going to be the case for us. And, but the, the principle here is that Jesus just wants us to seek him, right? Because Jesus, he was testing this man's faith there in verse 48. He says, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And the guy was like, just please come down. I'm trusting that you can do this. Mm -hmm. And then we see that when he trusted Jesus' word, he ultimately believed in him. And we looked at some other uh, cross references there for seeking and seeking after God and seeking after the Lord. 
um, Psalms 40, verses 16 and 17. Um, Isaiah 55 is a good one. And then uh, what we studied last year as a church was Psalm 119. And in Psalm 119, there is seeking going on all over the place. <laughs> so seek, seek the Lord, seek his word. And uh, that's another great chapter there in the word. And the last point of application that we discussed on Saturday yeah. was the point that we just simply need to trust God's words. We need to simply trust God's words. When, when this man heard what Jesus said, he didn't ask questions. He didn't argue about it. He didn't say, Jesus, but I want you to come with me. I, I asked you to come with me. Why can't you come with me? He didn't say that. It says the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. He just took Jesus at his word. And just like Jesus' word is what the man believed, we need to believe the word also. And that's what strengthens our faith. We see ultimately that uh, point of him trusting the word of Christ is what ultimately led him to believe in Jesus. And um, it was super amazing as we looked at all of this. And so I just want you to be encouraged as we read stories like this. You know, we can we can really see ourselves in this. You know, we talked about, you know, where's the gospel in this? And we see that, you know, the, like the son of the official, he was he was about to die. All of us in our sin, we are separated from God. We have no hope except for Jesus, just like this man. And we see that Jesus gave this man um, that um, faith that he was looking for. And so um, really great stuff as we study. Together. No, I think looking you, you hit it, it. Uh, really out. good. Shannon, you you know, it was to amazing to see how, how God will, will work uh, in, I mean, through his word and, and all these things. But, you know, I, I guess I could share the little testimony that I shared with you all uh, of a very similar type story with, with me like um, this official who goes to Jesus, asks for his, his son to be healed. And as he's going home, his servants come up and said, oh, your son's doing better. And hey, when was that? Well, it was at this time. And he realizes that's the exact same time that Jesus uh, said that his son would be healed. And, and I, in, <laughs> in my past, prior to um, being a follower of Christ, I, I was all into all sorts of dark stuff. And uh, was doing a tarot reading one day for one of my buddies in the Marine Corps. And I was, I was all into that stuff. And, and I remember doing this for him and all of a sudden having a moment where I was like stepping back from myself and I could hear what I was doing and, and the deception and the, the, how what I was doing was a lie and that it, it wasn't truth. And, and it shook me. It, it shocked me. And it really rattled me and, and started the process of me starting to question what it was I was involved with. And I found out later um, that my dad had a men's Bible study group. And the night that I was doing that tarot card reading for my buddy was the night that my dad had his men's Bible study. And they all just felt a, an urge because my dad had been sharing um, his, his heart for me as his son and what I was going through. And so they all um, spent the time in prayer just for me. And I found out talking to my dad later on that while they were praying, it was the same time that I was doing that tarot card reading. And so really, I, I truly honestly believe it was their prayer 
that God worked in my heart and showed me what I was doing. And, and that really, that event is what helped lead the way for me to make that ultimate choice and to believe Jesus. And, and you really hit this section well, and, and it was, a uh, just a really cool, awesome section to go through in gone in John's gospel. So. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love that testimony from you. Um, every time you share it, yeah. you know, we don't always get to see, you know, what our prayers do, but God is working and, um, it's, it's a great thing to know and trust God at his word that he's working even when we can't see it. And, uh, so thank you for that, Shannon. Well, everybody, we hope that you are staying healthy in the midst of this virus. And, uh, we are praying for all of you. We pray for, um, everyone that's been affected with this and uh, we are just here for you. So we are hoping to continue doing these podcasts to encourage you and uh, encourage you to get into the word and to continue to trust the Lord in uh, every step, every decision that you make. And so feel free to leave us some comments or uh, reach out to us on our website and um, we'll get with you next week on the podcast. Cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Motion Church Weekly. As always, head over to our website at motionchurch.life or follow us on social media to keep up with the latest from Motion Church. We hope you have a great week.